Welcome back. Here we are. The last Boy Scouts podcast. We're back. We're back. It's been some time. Wow. It's been some time. It has. Yeah. January 19th. January 19th. January 19th was the last uh, episode that we put out. Yeah. There has been. A lot has happened. Wow. A lot has happened. An insane, like we we were just talking about, time stopped. Yep. And then all of a sudden it was like gone. Yep. Yep. And then like, like it picked right back up and. Yeah. And we're going to get to the meat and the potatoes. We're going to get into some uh, of why the hows and, and, yes. and, and where we're at. Yeah. Where yeah. We're we're at. Just, we'll catch everybody up and uh, apologize to our viewers and our listeners. And, um, you know, sometimes life gets in the way and you've got to keep going, but you got to put things on the back burner. And unfortunately, this, this enterprise was one of the things that just got shuffled to the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for uh, yeah. being patient with us. Thank you for listening to us. And uh, um, I'm, I'm sure as we go on, you'll, you'll give, you'll give some grace and yeah. some, uh, <laughs> you'll give us, you'll give us a pass. Yeah. Like we like to talk about. Yeah. First things first. Um, I've been telling Tyler that I want to do this. I want to do smelling salts. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've, I've seen the, the Joe Rogan and them doing the dancing when they were on the, UFC fight pass. And I was like, man, I want to do that. I want to, I've never done it before. Um, so this is atomic red line and they're smelling salts. Tyler has done it before. I've done. Yeah. It was um, popular lacrosse season. Yeah. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm sweating a little bit. I, I, I'm, I'm going to definitely this. have an elevated heart rate. <laughs> definitely have an elevated heart rate. I was, you know, you, yeah, my experiences, they, they work. Yeah. They work. It'll get me going. Get, I'm a little tired. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so I'm going to open this and then, oh. You're going to get it right there? No, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see here. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh. oh. <laughs> it really is? Holy shit. Wow. Oh. That's not. <laughs> that is way stronger than the one I've done. Holy, Holy smokes. smokes, dude! That was insane. That it was a, an instant burning oh, in my nose. Yeah, my mouth. <laughs> oh, wow, wow! That was insane. We we'll probably do one more. Um, Maybe at the end. Oh, it's like burns like, down my throat. Wow, that was insane. That was. <laughs> that's yeah. not even close to what I thought it was gonna be. Those were that. That was strong. That was a strong hit. Our eyes are watering. Tyler's got tears rolling down his eyes. That was that was a strong. Like the ones I did were not nearly that strong. We did the little poppers. Yeah, like you pop them and they come in your first aid kit. That is like <laughs> it, it atomic really, rhino. Atomic rhino. Where did you find these on Amazon? Using Amazon, huh? Yeah, but you know what? It's Chinese weird. fentanyl is what it is. Yeah, right. We're all gonna it. like. Um, you can't smell it outside of the bottle. I thought you could, like, uh, whenever I listen to Joe Rogan and then they're talking about how they can smell it outside. So there's probably some stronger ones, right? I would imagine. I would imagine it's like anything. You get used to it. And so you got to, like, up yourself. Up yourself. Up it's your probably game. not great for you, but. That was insane. That was, that was <laughs> boom. It was yeah. boom. It woke me up. Yeah. It definitely had me going. Putting you right in, in the thick of it. Right into it. Yeah. So, um, you know, what? This, this, um, we're going to cover a lot of things. We're going to, we're going to get into 
um, some of the things that we've been that we've been having going on. But let's get right into let's get right into it. Yeah, if you're cool with that. Yeah, let's um, let's get started. So so we, so this this is a, again a, a, allow a space because we're gonna we're gonna kind of maybe like if we start to jump all over if we start to hop all over it's because um, it, it's so it's so new. It's yeah. so fresh. Yeah. It's so brand new. It's so uh, everything. And I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor, Tyler. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I thought a lot about this in the month that we've been off a little over a month that we've yeah. been off, but on, um, in January 27th, I got a call at about four 30 that my little brother had collapsed at work and that he, his, 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 um, his wife was on the way to the emergency room to meet him there. Um, there was some information that she just didn't have. She was panicked and I just said, calm down, you know, I'm here. Um, and I proceeded to spend like the next hour in just complete hopelessness. Like just thinking like I didn't, they didn't really, I didn't really have enough information. He had collapsed. They had potentially revived him. Um, but he was, he was collapsed and and unconscious at at work, just kind of slumped over at his desk. Um, and so I had to, to bear this, the, the weight of just kind of like, okay, trust the doctors, trust, trust the paramedics. I don't know what's going on. Like they're medical professionals. He lives in, he lives in Denver. So his, his office is downtown. Um, they took him by ambulance to, um, Denver general, which is a, you know, level four trauma center. And unfortunately after about an hour, they, they just couldn't revive him. Mm. And he, he passed away on the the 27th. Yeah. And so I immediately, um, had to break the news to my parents. Right. I kind of told her she could not, you know, you do things for family, right? You, you, you carry things, you share the burden of these things. And we, we talked about death in, in, in a previous podcast and, and, it's interesting because our attachment was, we were a little bit more detached and this was definitely definitely more personal, more at home. Um, but I, I broke down. I felt very, very helpless for uh, a good 72 hours until I could get out to Denver. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was less than that. It was maybe 12 hours till I get to get out to Denver. It was was fast. Yeah. And, and man, I remember, I remember the day, it's so weird, like because I was detached. I I have been detached from death yeah. before. Like I wasn't. Yeah. It's not. There's times that it's personal, and then there's times that it's like non-personal, and then there's times where it's like, whoa, that's not even close to yeah. what we're planning. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, the text the text came through, and then the text came through that like he didn't make it, and yeah. I'm thinking, wait, what? Yeah. Wait. Look, what? Yeah. This is almost like a movie. And so whenever I, and then I, you know, when I, by the time I had gotten here, you know, like reality had set in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was like a tidal wave, right? Sure. Like you, you're strong because, you know, I'm six, 700 miles away in, in, in Utah while he's in, in Denver. Um, you know, you feel that's just an incredible feeling of helplessness. And the other thing I had to do is I had to be prepared to, to tell my parents. And sure. so. Um, and I, I personally chose to wait until I had more information. And unfortunately, uh, that choice wasn't until after I knew that he had passed to tell them. So I immediately made calls to people I knew because I knew I was going to need somebody. So I texted you, I texted my daughter, Bryn, and I just said, Hey, Nick needs some good juju. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, but I just need some good vibes put out his way. 
Um, and you start making the phone calls to family and, and making, you know, making people aware of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that during that 40 minutes, I, I talked to his wife once and I said, who are you with? Who's driving you to the hospital? Give me his information. Cause I want you to just be completely present and just know that I will, I will handle, um, what I need to handle from my end, whatever, whatever it is I need to do. And that, and that for me was the phone calls to, to family. My dad, um, my dad took it really hard. He's, he lost his brother, um, to, to, to suicide and, and he took it really hard. I can't imagine what it's like to, to lose a child, sure. right. To, to survive your child. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to, to survive a spouse. I, I, my heart is just broken for Casey and, um, Nick's boys. Nick had two, two boys, 11 and seven, uh, Grayson and Jamie, who are just adorable, incredible young men. And he had such a good relationship. He was really one of those fathers you aspired to be Sure, very present with his children. Um, had such a great relationship with them. Um, that, you know, you, you just, you feel sad because you know, the only thing he would have wanted, um, would be to raise those boys for sure. to, to raise those boys for sure. I was, you know, a wreck on the flight. I <laughs> overslept my first flight I thanks know. to a little bit of uh, liquid courage or yeah. liquid. Maybe it's not courage at that point. Maybe it's numbing. Yeah. It was numbing. definitely, a, definitely numbing at that point. Yeah. Cause I mean. You know, I, I had came over yeah, and we were talking and we were, we were, you know, we were emotional and we, and we were, we were, we were in the moment. Right. And, yeah. And I had came over because I knew Cammy was over here yeah. and I wanted you to, to, to have like, you know, solid, solid ground yeah. underneath you, solid, solid people underneath you. Not that Cammy's not, but just the fact that like, you know, you're, she's, she's your, she's your, she's your spouse. And you're divorced, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I wanted to make sure that I was here. I had, I had, I ran home, got Misty squared away, came back, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> dude, we what happened? We, Buffalo Trace? Yeah, we didn't even wait. We yeah. just and I, and I understood it. I understood yeah. it, and and I put the alcohol away because I was like, "Well, we're done with that. Yeah, we're we're done with that, and we're gonna go ahead and and we're gonna feel, and we're not gonna try to mask it anymore. Yeah, you know. And and I yeah. understood it. I I do. I I did understand it. I was. You know, um, you and Nick and my brother and I were about the same age difference apart. And my brother and I, I mean, like, you know, we don't talk every day, but when we talk, it's like, I mean, he's my brother. He's my brother and I love him. And and I can't imagine, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't put myself in your position, but I did, I, I did put myself in your position and I did like think like, oh my gosh, man, like what would I do? How can I, how can I, how can I be? a strong person for you yeah and still you know not like force my own like how i how i would be yeah. you know like what i would do or how yeah, i would be yeah. i was just like it was it was very it was a very confusing trying time because i for Bryn's graduation nick was in town yep and i got here and he had just left yes he 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 rode his motorcycle. Yeah, he from, rode his Harley from from Denver to here. Yeah, and when I I came over here because I wanted to meet him because I had heard so many things about him, 
And he had just left because he needed to get back over the mountain. Yeah. Because he had rode his motorcycle. And yep. I was like, oh, yeah. Shit, I should have came over yeah. like just 10, 15 minutes earlier and I would have. Yeah. And then w- after a while, when I told you, I was like, yeah, I never met him. You were like, oh, he was here for Bryn's birthday, for Bryn's graduation. Yeah. And I was like, remember? Missed him. Yeah. We missed each other by 15, less than 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Interesting story because he rode his Harley. It was the first time, first, probably not, maybe not the longest trip he's ever been on, but as he was riding back, he hit a snowstorm going over Vail Pass. Yeah. And just powered through the snowstorm on his on his Harley, and I'm just like, boy, he's crazy. It was all gas, all gas, no brake was kind of a yeah a theme for for Nick, and yeah. and he lived. And so, I I got out to Denver as, as soon as I could the Sunday morning after I I called, you know, I got off work and and notified work and let them know, and they were all just take your time, um, and. And I was, I was shocked. I got there probably about 11 by the time I finally landed and got my ride. And, um, there were probably about 40 people in his house. Wow. And I was just like, I was blown away. Like I was so grateful that like, I didn't know everybody. I didn't recognize a lot of the faces. Um, but Nick was a connector of people. He, he was a general manager of a car dealership, uh, a, a dealer, a broker, and there were people that were there that were neighbors. There were people there that he had sold cars to. And there was just his, his family had just kind of like embraced by this community. And he had a very good core group of friends um, that as I would spend the week out there and get to know, like I just got to know each of them. Like um, in a way, I felt a little bit like a surrogate Nick for their own, for their own healing journey. Sure. And for me, it was awesome to, um, be able to spend some time out there just in, in his world and sure. see, because, uh, you know, we are separated by that distance, right? Like uh, we talked every week, you know, once a week, even if it was just like, Hey, what's up? He, um, would send me music. He'd send me <laughs> songs. He doing. sent me a song that morning at six 30. Um, and, and I listened to it and I was going to text him back and I, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't texted him back. And I was like, I just was like shocked. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah, and and those little like emotions start to really, really, if you're not careful, yeah, man, you could go down a couple bad, bad, bad rabbit holes, yeah, bad rabbit holes. And so my, you know, I was really worried about your mom. Yeah, I was really worried about your mom. I was really worried about like Doug. You know, when I seen Doug on the phone, I, I could tell in his eyes that he just was so lost. Yeah, he was so lost. He was just so sad. You know, yeah. and. And I think that I think like, man, that's got to just be so hard. It has to be really hard, right? Yeah. Um, so unexpected. He's so young. Um, I seen his pictures, the pictures that you posted on Instagram, and I was like, man, you guys look so similar. <laughs> similar. I know everyone like your said that. Face, your hair, your face features. But I, but I, and I asked you, I was like, man, he's kind of a big dude. He was yeah. kind of a big guy. He's taller. He was Tall. taller than me. He yeah. was taller than me. Yeah. And all the pictures, and, and you said like the people that some of the people that he hung out with were a little smaller, but I was like, dude, he was, yeah. There was a picture of him next to a Christmas tree that I was like, that dude looks like the Christmas tree. He's yeah. a huge he guy. Was, he was, yeah, he was. So uh, he was probably a big presence. Yeah, he was. He was a, he was a connector of people. And I'm, I'm I think of this, and if you haven't seen this movie, you ever see the movie Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah. Um, it's an incredible show. story and it's, it's so interesting. Um, the main character played by Shia LaBeouf is named Tyler. Right. And he's, he's kind of the guide, you know, in the traditional hero's journey sense. He's the guide to this, um, this, uh, down, I don't know if it's down syndrome, some sort of handicap, right? Like he, they're, they're on this adventure and they're, um, 
about to swim across this river. <laughs> I love that part. And the kid goes, hey, Tyler, are we going to die? And Tyler looks back at him and he goes, yeah, of course. We're all in the process of dying, but that's not the question. The question is, what kind of stories are they going to tell about you after you're gone? <laughs> and that is what, that's what I've been riding on. That's the cloud that I've been riding on. Um, it would have been very easy to catastrophize this, mm -hmm. catastrophize this and say, oh, why me? Why another shitty thing that's happening to me? Um, but I, I believed there was some wisdom that I could, I could learn from this. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, a next step in my, in my progression as a human being, right? We are, we're not often, um, ready for the things that happen to us, but I must be built for it because mm -hmm. they've happened and, and here I am. Yeah, here you are. And yeah, I just think of the stories that his friends were, would tell, um, about him as I was, as I would meet them throughout the weeks. And, um, you know, so we, I was out there for a week. Um, the crazy part about that also is that you had just started a new job. Yes. So you were in St. George. That's, that's another reason yes. why we weren't able to record is because, yeah. you know, we figured record, you'd go to St. George, come back, record, uh -huh. record in Florida. Yep. We had all these, we had like, we had, we a had plan. Yeah. man, we had our plan out there and we, we had committed to that plan, right? You started that job. Yep. And you were gone for a week and it was, you know, when I had talked to you and you were like really stoked, you were like really excited. You had gone to training, you had gone to a couple of places down there that you needed to, yeah. to do some market research on for, for our project, for yeah. our personal project that yep. we have, we, we have put like effort into yeah. our own personal project. Like this project is not just the podcast. Yeah. It's, it is all encompassing of yours yeah. and my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we had that like, okay, you're going to start this job and then we have this plan. And then it's like, yep. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. Press the pause button and everything kind of got on hold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you come back and you adjust and, you know, obviously my kids schedule because of the divorce we're, we're, we split time. And so, um, not having my kids, my option was to wait another week or to take them for two weeks. And, and so I, I opted to take them for the two weeks and, um, at that same time we had Florida planned I know. and I, I ended up just because I had started this new job, I ended, I opted out of Florida. I regret it. I regret, I guess there was a space shuttle launch. I guess Pedro shower, sour showed up and master Pedro was there and, uh, was an incredible clinic. I haven't even like ever, I have not for just so you guys know, I have not even told Tyler a single story yeah. from Florida. I've, I mean, I've caught like some, <laughs> some things here or there and I know there's more and we're going to get to you because there's one, well, there's one last piece of this and we'll, we'll, we'll let it be because, um, you know, we're, you only process things a little bit at a time. Sure. I think, I think in, in reality. And I think, um, part of our processing is, you know, we ended up traveling. I took my kids out. We ended up traveling back out there. Um, and, and, and celebrating Grayson's birthday. Grayson is, is Nick's oldest son. Mm -hmm. How old is he? He just, he turned 11. He's, oh. he's the same age as my youngest. Um, and so I took all my kids out there for his birthday and we spent, you know, three days out there, we did an escape room. We did, um, we, we did indoor skydiving. Um, I, his, his, one of his neighbors, uh, hosted a poker tournament. Um, I, I should say until that moment, until that moment you came in, I had been doing sober. Like I was trying to see how far I could go <laughs> I sober. Know. And so I, 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 when I did 
start drinking it, like it, 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 it hit me hard probably pretty quick because I had been, I had flushed that out of my system since, you know, mid-December. We were doing it. We were doing it. And, and to be honest, since I came back from the poker tournament, I had, there was a situation at the poker tournament I'm not proud of. Oh, but, no. uh, they were, you know, all of his friends were there. There was, um, you know, I think 12 guys there and there was a lot of tequila being poured <laughs> Good. and I woke up next to the toilet and oh, no. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it, but, um, you know, hopefully I made him proud cause he was, you know, they kept telling me he was the life of the party. Man, one of his neighbors was from the Dominican Republic. His English was like, he was just like, I, I don't know. I don't, I've got brothers. I don't know. And I'm like, I'm like, just tell me in Spanish, just tell me in Spanish. And I just sat there and made eye contact with him while he was, while he told me, how he felt, how he felt in Spanish. Wow. And like, I didn't, I didn't say Catch anything. <laughs> I didn't understand anything, but he was crying and he was just like connection, co connection. And this was, this is who Nick was. It was the stories that, that, you know, he was, um, that he has. And so on my way back on, from that drive, there's an incredible podcast on grief. Um, Huberman, okay. Andrew, Andrew Huberman, um, the, the grief. So what is grief? Grief is a state of pain and a state of, a state of wanting, but he breaks it down. And this is where I like really have found, like, this is a been an aha moment for me, for me. He says, grief exists in three dimensions that, that define our relationship with people and or things. The first one is space, the physical distance between you and the object, the thing that you want. So for me and Nick, it was the 600 miles. Um, time, the time it would take for us to, to reach that person. Should I want to speak to him now with technology, it was always a phone call. We were always just calling. We were always, um, uh, uh, you know, just a phone call away. The, the, the third dimension is closeness or the emotional closeness, closeness or attachment. Um, Nick and I were, despite the space, Nick and I were thick as thieves. Like we survived our childhood together, but the, you know, we grew up together, um, and it, you know, there was definitely an emotional attachment there. He's, he was my brother. He was my only brother, my only sibling. And, and so as I think about that three dimensions and I think about how my brain is really trying to process that, I, I, as I put some science behind it, I'm just like, wow, wow. How incredible it is that we are, we study these things. And, and for me, it's like knowing how things work kind of helps bring me a little bit of, I don't want to say closure, but it, it helps me at least understand what I'm going through and, and process a little bit better and feel through it a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I saw how my dad took it and he was very, you know, very quiet, very stoic, very emotional and just kind of within himself. And my mom, I think did her best. We made all the arrangements for, for his body and, and, and stuff like that. And for her, it was good to get out and do some work. Um, but now, um, you know, we are planning a celebration of life and, and we'll, we'll go out and do that when the weather warms up and we can do a celebration that really celebrates Nick, because I believe that's what he would want. He mm -hmm. wouldn't really want, you know, a funeral of people crying and, and feeling sad. Um, that, that man lived life, that man built relationships and that man loved his children and his wife and, mm -hmm. and, and, um, he will be missed. Uh, but we're going to move forward and we're going to, we're going to honor his life with life. Always. Yeah. Always. We're going to remember that dude and yeah, like remember his pictures and, 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 and honestly, like there's pictures when I was looking at him and I was like, man, you can, you can hear his laughter. Yeah. You could hear his laughter in yeah. the picture. Cause like, I, I could only imagine that he, he, um, would be a life of the party or yeah. would be somebody that stood out, you know, like, like that you would be drawn to, yeah. um, the pictures of him and his wife and the, um, 
when they must have did a, a Valerie oh, yeah, or something yeah. in Vegas. And yeah. then they're both in their dresses. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is, you know, a really cool, oh. a really cool thing. You know, and yeah. I'm sure there's story after story after story after story. And the, the, the hard thing is, is literally our podcast starts in this, um, I always tell people start it in, at episode yeah. one. Cause if you start at episode 19, it's not going to make sense. You yeah. have to start at one. Yeah. And now this chapter, as we, as we move forward, this, yeah. it, it, if you just listen to us, you're not going to get grasp of the fact that like, in my opinion, men are just not built for this. Sometimes yeah. we don't know how to handle our emotions. Right. Sometimes we do, we will mm-hmm. hit the bottle mm-hmm. and we will go down a negative path and we will mm-hmm. struggle and we will fight and we will, we will get lost in ourselves. We will. We yeah. we don't know how to deal with these things. Oh yeah. But if you have good support system, yep. Good bounce back, bounce back techniques. Like okay, I'm I'm stuck. I'm struggling today. I'm struggling today. But tomorrow, I'm going to hit my routine. Oh yeah. I'm going to do my morning routine, yeah. and 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 it's not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be okay. But it's going to get me through the day. You are yeah. going to find these techniques and these things that we've talked about from the very yep. beginning, yeah. from the things that we've talked about. You're going to learn that like Tyler and I, like we said from the very beginning, we are not professionals. No, nope. we are not perfect. No, but we are in our own journey. Yeah. And all we're doing is saying you, it is okay to be, to have grief. Oh, absolutely. It is okay to cry. Absolutely. I, and it's interesting. Cause as I was at this poker tournament, it's 12 guys. I mean, I'm, I knew, uh, a handful of them pretty well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm having this like moment where I'm in his life. (laughs) I'm literally in his life. Like people are looking at me, they're seeing Nick and they're like, they're grieving and I'm grieving. And like, I started to well up and one of the gentlemen next to me, like saw that I was like kind of getting weepy, but I'm like, I was actually just like really happy to be able to share this moment with these men who, who loved him. And and this was his crew. And he was like, well, we got to change the song. We got to, he was like, it was like really scary for him to see me emotional. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm perfectly happy with where I'm at. Like if I'm, if I'm, I'm crying, like if I'm welling up and and getting emotional, like this is, I'm actually really happy. Like, we don't need to change it, but it, it, that little bit of interaction like was really uncomfortable for him. Yeah. Um, and we want to get past those things. Yeah. We, and, we, and when you, when you have that tribe and you have that, you have those moments that you're just so lost and so scared and so nervous and you don't know what tomorrow brings because like we talked about, you know, that night death is so final in certain instances, right. For us. Yes. For us, it's so final. It's so final at that moment. But then you start talking about stories and now you start talking about the legend. Yes. The legend of Nick Clark. Yeah. The legend of Nick Clark. Mm -hmm. And now, not only is he alive, he's thriving. He's right. The stories are being told. You're telling stories and he never, he never dies. He never dies. Yes. He's not here in the form that we want him to be here. Right. But, But we're going to tell stories about him. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, the 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 best parts of him are still here for sure. The best parts of him and the in the in those two boys, um, in the stories and the the experiences that we shared together are still here, and they're going uh, to be here, and and they they will be. And and, and and you know, life is inconsistent and unpredictable, and nothing's guaranteed. Nothing. nothing is guaranteed. I mean, the young man was healthy. He was training for a marathon. Like, you know, there was no. 
you know, it wasn't a tragic overdose. It wasn't a tragic, like it, it, I mean, it was tragic. Just, it was just a tragic, unfortunate series of events. Like, you know, to this day, I don't really understand or know what health wise happened, but it happened, but it happened, but it happened. And like we said, the best of him is, is still here. And, and so, um, yeah, next step is we're getting, uh, we're getting Nick Clark Memorial tattoos. <laughs> Very so, cool. Yeah. It's good, man. Like, yeah. and, 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 and I want to encourage our friends and our family and stuff like to, 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 to really find those like moments where you're like, when you're in struggles and you're in, and you're in grief and you're in grieving parts, like, don't forget that the people around you are still alive. Yeah. Right. And you have to find some way to claw your way out of that paper yeah. bag, that wet paper bag yeah. or that plastic bag that you just feel like you're stuck in because you just feel like you can't breathe. And, um, we're here for you. We're yeah. here We're we don't, we don't want to see anybody, you know, get so stuck in that and so lost in those grief things because it's, it's not, um, Corey and I were talking about this today is like, it, it's so crazy because you know, like we're living to die. Yeah. Like we're literally living. Today. Right. Yeah. You can try to not talk about death as much as you want, but right. somebody's going to call you. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Something's going to be there. That's going to remind you that death is there. Death yes. is there. It's going to happen to you. And you're, and, yeah. you're, and you're crazy to think that it's not going to happen to you. Right. And it could be one of us. It could be one of us that, you know, it ends up not being here tomorrow. Yeah. But hopefully you've written a story so far mm -hmm. that, the legend that you want is going to carry on. It's going to continue on. And that's how I think about things. Yeah. Also, I know you do too. Is like, you want them to write stories about you. You yes. want them to tell the story of you. You want them to, to have good stories and, yeah. and, and you're writing your story right now. You're mm -hmm. writing that story. And, and just remember that. Yeah. Just remember that. Just remember that the story is being told and, mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to stop just because you're in a, lull right you're in you know the ebbs and the flow of of your life and you're like yeah. man i'm in a, i'm in a lull and i can't the next wave is going to come yep the next challenge is going to oh, come absolutely. there's going to be another challenge that comes to absolutely. tyler's to tyler's life and and like you said at the beginning this is just going to help you be prepared for the next challenge yeah it is oh yeah it is it's it there's there's wisdom here it's it's unfortunate there is wisdom here um i'm 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 honestly excited to move forward and, and strengthening my relationship with, with Grayson and Jamie and, and Casey and like seeing them not just survive, but thrive mm -hmm. because that's, what's important to me. That's what Nick would want. And that's, you know, as an older brother, like I'm, I'm knighting myself with that kind of like, I'm going to make sure that they thrive, that they thrive, that as Casey heals, you know, that she will find whatever's next in her life, whether that's another, another, another person or to throw herself into those boys. Like I want her to find happiness and joy beyond, beyond this tragedy mm -hmm. because life is meant for joy. Sure. Life is meant for joy. And if we're, if we're not living, we might as already, we might as well already be dead. <laughs> yeah. We might as already, might as well already be dead. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You, you don't want to tap out. You know, we, we, we you want to find like you, like you were telling me, you want to find, you want to find a place to breathe. You want to find a mm -hmm. spot to breathe. 
You want to find a spot to get to where you can advance a little bit. Yes. But if you need to go back to just breathing, just go back to breathing and protect yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, these things come in tidal waves, right? So I think your, your body does protect itself a little bit, right? Like, you know, and I've noticed this over the past month where I'll be super emotional and then it'll ebb and flow. I don't know that we're meant to carry it all at once. For sure. And so we let it out a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be a day. And or days when I'm out snowboarding and like that memory hits me or, you know, I'm out, you know, fishing on the lake and that memory hits me and like, and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. that's when we honor the, we honor, we honor the story. We honor the, the learned and lived experience. Yeah. And you don't want to um, stifle those things. No. You don't want to put those in a box, a compartment where you don't want to be able to access those things. Yeah. You want to be able to like enjoy the highs, enjoy the lows and enjoy those memories even though that sometimes they bring you like really, really serious sadness and really sincere, like yep. angst yeah. and, and frustration and like struggle. And so even along with that, man, like, um, take care of yourself. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Go to the doctor. Yeah. Do the things that you need to, <laughs> to, to, uh, again, I don't, I do not believe this is a learned behavior to yeah. go to the doctor to as a man to take care of yourself i think our generation especially probably like my dad and his yep. dad their generation were all taught to just toughen it out yep. be tough yep. be tough the pain will go away yes the struggle will go away yes your body will learn to adjust to to <laughs> what you got going on right right and i fall into those habits I think other, the other, the other, you know, and this is kind of logistically speaking, right. Go to the doctor, but also, you know, do you have a will? Yeah. Do you have an estate? Do you have a, a plan set up? Do you know who's going to delete your browsing history? <laughs> right. Agree. <laughs> I mean, do do you have life insurance, right? Yeah. Like I know life insurance can sometimes, there can be costs, whether you get it through work, but like you know, what you want to be able to do for your people that you're leaving behind is, is, you know, give them the opportunity to grieve. Yeah. And, and fortunately Nick, Nick had, had done that stuff. And it was like, it was eye opening to me because of the divorce. I had so much, so much going on that like, I let a lot of that stuff kind of fall by the wayside. And I immediately came home, set up a, a new trust, set up, you know, additional life insurance so that, you know, for the next, you know, if something like this were to happen to me, that, that, that the people that rely on me would have the space, they would have the space. They wouldn't have to worry about, okay, I got to get up and go to work because if I don't go to work, then, you know, I won't, I won't be able to eat or right. I won't have a place to live. I won't, you know, and with young people, especially you have young people in your life, you need to, you need to prepare for them in case of an emergency. For sure. Yeah. Get some life. Maybe we can get a life insurance sponsor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That we're talking. Uh-huh. And and uh, so so I have a uh, friend whose dad passed away, and um, they didn't know the passcode for his phone. Mm. They didn't know what his passcode was, so they weren't able to get into his phone. Mm. So they asked the kids, the grandkids, mm. "Hey, do you play with Papa's phone?" And the grandkids are like, yeah. And they're like, okay. They hand the phone to him and the kids put in the password. Oh, dang. And they were able to get into some of the electronic devices because the kids had, the grandkids, just from, you know, the grand, the yeah. grandpa saying, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play with play this. this. 
I was, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that like, you know, you have to deal with death certificates, which is not something I thought I would have to deal with, but like you need original copies for everything, everything. So, you know, make sure that you have some of that stuff written down. Like who has your mortgage, who has, you know, what are the passcodes? What, you know, where are, are, are those important documents where, you know, what are the things that need to be taken care of every month? Where are things getting billed to? I mean, it screws up everything. Your banking, your credit cards, like your spouse could be on there, but she might not be able to get into that stuff because it gets locked down and potentially could go through a probate prop process. And I'm not like, I'm no attorney. I've just done some Google researching and, and, you know, spoken with those people that were trying to help me help, help her through the process. And I'm just like, I, I had no idea that this is what goes down. You don't just die. There's like a whole series of events that, that you have to like, and tasks you have to take care of. Yeah. Gosh, crazy, crazy yeah. how that brings that to the forefront. Right. And yeah. like all this, um, yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine. There's probably so many more. I'm sure the, that all of our people in our audience will have way more things that they can, t- that they'll have yeah. suggestions about to do. But yeah, I think like, man, making sure that you're, making sure that the the things are taken care of and that you do have people that can access your, your, what you, what they need to access. Cause you're not going to be there. I mean, like at that moment you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, Tyler. Yeah. Oh gosh, man. (laughs) I I, I told you a couple of times, like I told you a couple of times that like, I was so sad for you guys. I was so sad because I didn't know what to say. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to act. Didn't know what to be besides just be your buddy and just be there for you and do whatever I could to like call and to yeah. check in and to like, to, to reach out and just be like, Hey man, you good? Knowing the answer. I know the answer. Yeah. I know the answer. Yeah. But like having the ability to like, see, okay, it's, it's tomorrow. And like I told you, tomorrow was going to come, right? Tomorrow yes. was yeah. going to come. And the fact of the matter is, is like your life is going to go on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and quite honestly, if I, if I look at my past, my backslide would be to fall into that pit of despair and say, poor me, look at the shit that's going on, right? Here's another thing. But, um, you know, specifically around my issues with abandonment and, um, you know, feeling alone, Oh, I feel so alone. Like that would be where I would backslide to. But when I would start to have those thoughts, you know, I'd get another text, (laughs) I'd get another call right? and it was from you. And it was from, you know, Cookie, it was from Howlett, it was from Professor, it was from Preston, it was from these people that I built. And then it was, and then it was his friends, his friends, when I got there, they got, they got my number and it was his friends and we were checking on each other and, um, you know, hearkening back to that check on your boys. Yeah. Check on your friends. Check on your friends. Check on those men. Yeah. We need it. We do. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my time was not my time was uh, crazy too, yeah. but like in a different way. Yeah. In a d- way different way, dude. My time off from this started with a little bit of a pain, like a little tiny pain in my groin. Huh. And I thought maybe like a pulled muscle. Yeah. But then I was like, it's kind of in my ball sack. So maybe <laughs> like, maybe there's some side so feel around, you know, you're supposed to feel, yeah, around, yeah, feel yeah. for a lump and all that shit. Remember that Tom Green song? You remember Tom Green his? Um I think MTV. he's the guy that was like doing something to a ma- a moose one day. Yeah, he was like really a obnoxious. Guy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't remember. remember the song. 
Oh, he um, he wrote a song about touching your balls, oh, especially if it's to look for cancer. Oh, because he had he did that. he had testicular cancer. Yeah, yeah. I was I was freaking out, man. I was like, something is wrong, right? So I had this pain in my left side. Started in my balls. Started in, and it started to move. Went to the doctor. They put me on a uh, antibiotic. And I do not deal well with like antibiotics and pain pills. I know that about my body. Mm-hmm. So I go there and this is like a week before Florida. I'm getting ready to leave for Florida and I get thrush. Oh, thrush. If you don't know is mouth yeast infection. <laughs> it's like herpes of the mouth. It's the weirdest thing in the world. And not only that, but my, my pee hole starts to itch like you would not like like literally want to rip my rip rip everything off. Yeah. And I am freaking out. I am like what in the Sam hell is going on with me cuz I've got cold sores all over my mouth. I mean it was horrible. And I had no idea what was going on. Now, now I'm telling you this because I only knew this after I only found out this thrush and this like yeast what happens to an antibiotic. I guess it, it it's a common thing. Right, right. Antibiotics throw off your biodome and your yeast. And so you're supposed to take a probiotic Mm. along with your antibiotic and you're Mm. supposed to really, really high dose your probiotic Mm. along with your antibiotic so that your body, your body stays in balance. Right. So is it, it, it kicks off like a, a, an excess of yeast and that's why you do the probiotic. I don't actually know the answer to that question except for that. It was like, I'm not kidding. I was in Florida, could not eat. My mouth was full of sores. Couldn't eat, couldn't hardly function. I mean, I was like no drinking, no nothing. No eating, training, and people would hit me in my mouth, mm. and I would go home to our room, and I would just sit there like, I'm so miserable. Yeah. This is horrible. Spent the whole time in Florida with this, like, mouth. Luckily, my, you know, everything started to settle down <laughs> downstairs, no yeah. kitchen. But I was freaked out. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. And I'm still got this pain in my nuts that I'm like, what in the world is going on? The pain of my nuts kind of go away. Mm-hmm. And I'm just dealing with this, you know, weird, I'm putting canker sore medicine all over my mouth, just trying to get my mouth to like settle down. When we get home from Florida, it kind of settles down, but then the pain kicks up in my left side of my body. again. I got to go mm-hmm. back to the doctor and they are like, you know, they're, of course they're checking me again. And then they put me on another antibiotic. And they said, well, this one, you know, this one you have to keep, be careful of if you're allergic to it. And I'm like, How do I know that? And they're like, you'll know. Right. So I take the first one and I'm like, well, I can't hardly breathe. <laughs> and I'm thinking, is, is this panic? Is this, is this frustration? Am I, am I just, am I, yeah. am I having a panic? Shit. I, and I'm like, doing my breathing. I'm like, man, I tell him, Misty, I'm like, Misty, I'm like, it feels weird in my chest. It really feels, feels weird in my chest. And she's like, oh, you're just being a hypochondriac. Just finish. And I'm like, okay, but I'm telling you, it feels weird. Everything feels weird. Like my head would go cloudy. I mean, I would be sitting there like, kind of like, oh, where, what the hell is going on? I kind of feel like I'm in a cloud. And then apparently also with antibiotics, you're not supposed to go in the sun mm. because you get a real bad sunburn. Yeah. And if you go, your immune system is so low now because the antibiotic has killed everything. Yeah. That if you go around somebody with a cold. You get it. You get it. And yeah. I got sick, like really sick, like uh, really sick that I was like laying in bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. I don't want to do this antibiotic because I feel like yeah. shit. And the doctor's like, okay, hey, stop the antibiotic because we don't know if you're allergic to it. So you need to be careful. 
So I get off the antibiotic and now we're like, so now I'm on week three of not only my, my groin area hurting, but I'm now I'm sick and I've got, you know, now I'm irritated and I'm grumpy. I'm not sleeping well. I'm going to work and I'm just pissed at the world. And then I have to go to the doctor to an, um, urologist mm. because now I need to make sure, okay, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there something serious? She gives, this is a female or urologist and I walk in and she's luckily she was awesome. And she's like, you know, I'm going to have to check everything and we're going to check your prostate and everything. That is an appointment you're never prepared for as a man. So I mean, I, I don't want to discredit your story, but my dude walked in in cowboy boots and a, and a, and a belt buckle. And I thought, did I hit the veterinarian? <laughs> and I did not know what was going to go down. No, no one warned me beforehand. No, you know what she told me? Huh? Don't worry. I have small fingers. <laughs> That's what she's like. Thanks. And I was like, thank you. And, and now like, it's so, it, it, you know, it's awkward. You're, yeah. Uh, it's so awkward. And, um, <laughs> she checks everything and she's checking and she's like, I think it's maybe kidney stones. Mm. You got to go get a CT scan. Cause I think all of the signs are pointing to kidney stones. Like, oh, I don't think yeah. we needed to put a antibiotic. You don't need to be on an antibiotic. I think that you just maybe are passing a kidney stone that got stuck. And that's why it's so irritated down there. Yeah. So I go get a CT scan clear. Everything's fine. Did they do a CT, like an actual CAT scan, the woo woo woo, or did they do an ultrasound? No, 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 CAT scan. So CAT scan, so you're thinking of MRI. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. And that's what yeah. I thought. Okay. I'm like, you can't put me in that MRI because I'm not prepared for it and I have not taken enough drugs. Yeah. You, <laughs> I need to be as, you, I need to You be, want me still? You're going to have to dope me up. Dope me up. Yeah, I okay. need to be as, you know, put me out almost. I'm not sitting in that thing. And she's like, no, 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 it's just going to take a picture of just, it just is a, like a little circle half moon thing. Huh. And it just takes a picture of your, okay. of the part that they need to take a picture of. Okay. Comes back normal. Everything normal. Like everything fine. Your prostate's fine. Your everything is fine. And I'm thinking everything is not fine. Like something is wrong down there. And, and I think that's where I get frustrated with like, with, you know, even myself is that I, I go down the path of like the worst case scenario. Yeah. It may, it might potentially just be a pulled muscle. Yeah. And because I don't stop training jujitsu, your hips, if you train jujitsu, you know, your hips constantly hurt. Yes. And maybe I just have a torn muscle or a small hernia is what they think. Yeah. Maybe a small hernia, not that, not, not an, not for not intestine. It's not intestines coming out, but there's some fat sack that can come out that can cause pain. And so, that's where we're at now is, um, she, uh, <laughs> this is even funnier. So she, so she tells me, yeah, just stay off the booze, okay. right? Stay off the vitamin C cause vitamin C can cause irritation. Stay off of, um, caffeine, mm. which I don't drink a lot of caffeine anyways, and stay off of, I can't remember what else. There was something else that she said that you can't, that I needed to be careful with, which I, which wasn't something that I did anyways. Um, and so stop that for a couple of weeks and then let's reintroduce like some of the things that you're doing. And I'm like, okay, well, first, my first question, can I train? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, can I train? Can, can I train? And she's yeah. like, as long as it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Don't, don't stress. Mm -hmm. So I go, cool. I'm going to training that night, Tuesday night to Lehigh and Tuesday night in Lehigh apparently has turned into all out war yeah it is all out yeah 100 miles an hour get after it yeah. and it's start on your feet mm -hmm. go to the ground 20 rounds of it, it's a 
damn gladiator yeah. thing down there. Yeah. You kind of told me about this. I go there and me and Corey are like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck did I sign up for? <laughs> we are drilling takedowns. Now, yes, I wrestled. Yeah. Yes, I grew up. Yes. Yes, I've done wrestling. My, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I, I haven't been drilling wrestling, so I'm a little soft with the takedowns. So I don't really like to do them very much. We did an hour of takedowns, mm-hmm. right? Then you start standing, you go to the ground, and you fight. Mm-hmm. But then if you get a submission or something happens, you go back to your, back feet, your feet and start over. 20 rounds of this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? What happens? I get kneed in the balls twice. Oh, shit. In the balls twice. <laughs> Not only that, I'm like, the, the, you know, the, my hips are so damn sore. I've already been <laughs> pissed, right? Yeah. I went to bed after the, I went to lay down. And I'm telling you, Tyler, I have not been that sore in years where I was laid in bed and I was like, there's no sleep happening tonight because I'm, yeah. so, I'm so sore. Everything hurts. Plus, I got kneed in the balls and now my balls hurt again. Oh. And now I'm freaking out. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> but oh, I did no. something worse. I tore it. I did something <laughs> I bad. Tore it off. Oh. Oh. I, why did I have to train? Why did I yeah. have to go down to Lehigh for Gladiator night? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> and Corey calls me the next day and. And we're both telling each other, like, I'm never going to that class again. <laughs> no way. If I go, it's only once a month. I'm not. That is not a regular on mine. That shit was insane. It was. It was. Because that was the, the, the one. That was my, my, not my first class back after all of this, but it was my second or third. It was my only day off from my, you know, I had a one day break in February from my kids just based on the schedule. And we, it was gladiator night. I thought, my, I, thought I, I thought I blew up my knee. <laughs> It was insane, dude. And and don't get me wrong, like it's really fun training. It was oh, yeah. really fun. It was it was one of the funnest and I told everybody that. Like Jesse and I were there and we're like, that was super was fun. So fun. It was really fun. But I I do not see myself going back there for a couple of weeks. But now my my hip hurts. I Corey threw me and I landed on my hip wrong because I didn't mm. break fall correctly. And I was like, Oh, that's not gonna that's not gonna feel right for weeks. And uh Yes, I don't. I don't exactly know what what happened. I don't exactly know what's going on. Yeah, I, there is no definitive answer of what exactly is going on in my groin. But here's the other part about that: is like, um, I don't have a dad that I can go talk to about this. Yeah. I don't have somebody that I can go and like ask, "Hey, has this ever happened to you?" I'm a open book. I talk about yeah. what's going on with me to most everybody. Like, Hey man, my balls are hurting. And yeah. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm having some boy problems. Yeah. And, but it still feels a little weird mm-hmm. to talk about it, you know, cause I don't know. And I don't, I, I, I did get a blood test for just a screen for prostate cancer. Yeah. They, they don't think there's anything like that. Yeah, the doctor yeah. said everything felt normal. <laughs> she said, Oh, when I had my finger up there, she said everything was good, and I'm thinking, okay, thank you. <laughs> it's amazing what they can what they can figure out with just a couple of fingers. Huh? <laughs> it's so weird, but you know, like th- that happens, right? Like again, like oh yeah, as a man with with these things, is we're not. I, I wasn't taught to go to the doctor and to get things taken care of. I wasn't taught to. I was taught to just be tough. And to things will get better, right? Things right. will eventually get better. Um, I have a hard time staying off the mats. Yeah. If I'm hurt, I'm like, well, I'll just train around it. 
I'll, yeah. I'll figure out how to get better. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, Hey man, I train. I don't stop if I'm hurt. If my knees, my knees out of whack, I just, I, I tape it up and I yeah. protect the hell out of it. Right. Yeah. If my head is not right, then I just train. I just, I go and train. And so, um, I, I'm stubborn like that. Right. And, but there are things that I'm like, man, I need to really be careful with cause I'm not getting younger. Right. I need to be careful with, um, with, with things that are serious, you know, like anything that could be serious, anything that could really like affect me or could, could disable me from training. I need to be careful with that. And if I have to take a couple of days off, man, take the days off. Don't go to gladiator night every night. Don't go to gladiator night. <laughs> it did. It did give me a little bit more confidence to stand. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, um, the uh, rock. rock, paper, scissors. I did that with the kids today. Rock, paper, scissors, whoever wins drills, wins the takedown. And then you start fighting on the ground. Right. Yeah. And they were like, they loved it. Oh yeah. And they it thought it was it so up good. for sure. Oh man. It gets the game going. It gets the game going. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a long, long, long month, long month and a and, week. And we still haven't covered hardly anything besides the, the main things that the main things that have happened. We are not stopping. No, we, we, we are not we're not giving up. We're not doing no. anything like that. We are, we are human. We have things that happen that, 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 that may pause our game for a moment. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate that. Uh, I, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, when's the next podcast coming out? Yeah. When's the next podcast coming out? I haven't heard a podcast for a while. And some of those people hadn't have no idea. Yeah. Have no idea what we just talked about. Nope. Cause it, cause we didn't put it out there like in mass. No. Right. We, yeah. For one, it was, it, it, it's so fresh and it's so new and it's so, it's so real that, 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 that for me, I called a couple people and I said, Hey, this happened. Yeah. And they were so grateful that I had let them know because they cared about you a lot and yeah. they wanted to reach out to you. And they, they were like, Hey, I'm going to text him and then I'm going to call him just in that order. Just yeah. so he, cause he's going to get bombarded with calls and we don't want to like interrupt what's going on. And our, our tribe, you know, was, was very worried about yeah. you and very, very concerned about your family, you know? And I think that's what you want. You no, want, yeah. you want people that are going to be like that for you, Yeah, you know, that are going to be there for you. And we're grateful for this. We have, we have not stopped. We, we, we were, we had to pause the project just for a moment. Yeah. We were still working a little bit on the project, but you know, we've, we've, we've hit the steam again and we've got yeah. some good feedback. We've got some good leads and we're moving in the right direction yeah. again i believe hopefully i mean it's, it's so hard to be entrepreneurs it, it it's, it's <laughs> the hardest thing i've ever done it's so scary hardest thing i've ever done yeah yeah it, there's so many things going against you and tyler, going against tyler and i with our entrepreneurship and this is just a small cog in that wheel that we're doing with yeah. with our with ourselves yep. and growing our our brand and growing ourselves and I'm grateful for you, man. I'm grateful. And I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm truly sorry, truly sad. I, um, to Nick, um, yeah. to Nick and to Nick's, Nick's family, you know, like we're, we're, we're pulling for them and, and the legend of Nick will live on. The legend of Nick will live on. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate the brotherhood that we've built this last few years. Um, those, the, the men in the gym, the women in the gym that have reached out, um, to the friends, family, um, the new friends and family that I've made, like I'm, I am really grateful for all of your support in, and I, you, you feel kind of frozen with, you don't know what to do, but you, 
you know, the phone calls, the texts, they mean, they mean a lot. They really do. They, they break the cycle of, of thoughts in your head. They right. break up the monotony of, of reliving things or, or catastrophizing things. It's super important. So thank you. I'm grateful. And we're not done. No, nope. we're not done. We may not hit 24 this year, <laughs> but we're not done. We're not, done. we're not going anywhere announcements things coming up um so park city is doing their summer camp this year yes huge yes huge news um some of the instructors that will be there will be jeff curran uh professor mike diaz nick hallett uh james gardner um i've i've heard um lamal luis herrera will be there um his his chief lamal he's from hawaii amazing guy he's getting getting ready to become a master unreal um maybe rylan lazares um that's max holloway's jiu-jitsu coach wow. he's amazing to talk to i love i love having conversations with him um and it's gonna be great we're gonna have some super fights we're gonna have some uh black belt fights some some fights from within our little association community and um that's gonna it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be fun to see how it goes um july 19th let me let me look at my calendar so i want to make sure i get the days right so the camp is going to be July eighteenth, uh, nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty-first. So um, we'll put a link on our website for registration. If you have any questions, hit Tyler and I up for that um, belt test coming up for uh, some of these new belts. Um, March twenty-third for us. Okay, it'll be nice. Um, it's a Saturday, so we'll be able to hang out there. Um, I hope the weather's nice. I know. I heard it's getting nasty this weekend. I heard that too, and you know what? I channeled my uh, my inner ATC, <laughs> Good. Jeremy, and uh, got the bike out today. Yeah, you did. Yes, yeah. ATC Jeremy, ATC Jeremy. I was like, I just want to be just like him, dude. That dude, man, he is doing some amazing stuff. ATC Jeremy, proud of you, dude. Yep. Um, I'm gonna get you to do these smelling salts, ATC Jeremy. <laughs> it makes a popping sound. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. On, on this note, cheers, everybody. Oh. Oh. Rise up, turn it back.